0: So if I would lived in Romania at the time and I owned the Bible, what's my punishment? What, what's my, what, what law am I breaking?
1: They, they will say that there is a law and nobody will say uh, what the law will be. Because remember, no lawyer will take uh, your, your case to defend. So you will be by yourself, you will know uh, any law, anything, and they will say, because your Bible was printed in America. So you are a spy for America. Explain to us how you got the Bible, even though according to that treaty, you have the right. But you can imagine when I show them the treaty, when I explain it to the judge, the judge had to give me the right and to put my clients, make them free because of the treaty and the documents.
0: What what, what was it? What was the penalty for possessing a Bible?
1: Oh, for 10 years in jail or more or something. Some people disappeared. Some people were killed. I mean, there was not um, whatever the government wanted to do with you. They will do it.
0: My guest today is international human rights attorney Virginia Prodan. As a young attorney in Romania under Nicolae Ceausescu's brutal communist regime, Virginia had spent her entire life searching for the truth. She finally found it in the pages of the most forbidden book in all of Romania, the Bible. From that moment on, Virginia accepted the divine call to defend fellow Christians against unjust persecution in an otherwise ungodly land. For this act of treason, she was kidnapped, beaten, tortured, placed under house arrest, and came within seconds of being executed under orders from Ceausescu himself. She was exiled from Romania in 1988 and built a life for herself and children in the United States. I recently sat down with Virginia to talk about her story of courage in the face of intimidation and even death on behalf of others and her unwavering faith in God. Okay, Virginia Prodan, thank you so much for being on my show. I greatly appreciate it.
1: I'm very happy to be here, Charles.
0: Virginia, I looked through your book. I read parts of it. The book is Saving My Assassin, folks. This book, I want to tell you once again, another guest I have where the book sounds like fiction. I can't believe you actually lived this life. So let's get right into it, Virginia. Uh, You lived, you were born in Romania in probably one of the worst and most oppressive dictatorships back in the day where communism was the law of the land. You grew up in Ceausescu's Romania, correct? That's correct. Communism, socialism, what's so evil about it?
1: Well, uh, the, the book starts, the book Saving My Assassin" starts and I will start um, sharing with you the fact that I remember even as a young person, six years old, you know, seeing my uh, parents and my relatives, my neighbors being very politically correct outside, uh, trying to do everything that the government will ask them to do, just give away their rights. But I also watch them inside of home, whispering how the government will never stop on taking those rights. And tomorrow we'll take again and again other rides. And they were so unhappy. And as a young kid, I watched them and I thought, I don't want to live this kind of life. I don't want to grow up like this. And out of that came my desire to look around me and see why people, why adults are not speaking the truth, how to find the truth. I want to stop for a second here and I want to ask your audience to stop and think about what they see around them, what questions they have, and also what is in their heart and mind. They will say, I'm going to change this because that, as I will explain later, will become their mission in life. Those questions and those observations of lack of freedom, desire to find freedom, a way to find freedom, became part of my mission in life. And we have to pay attention to, to those, those questions because everybody is born in a specific time, in a specific area, with a specific purpose. And I want out of our my, our interview, your listener, your viewers, to be reminded that we all are precious to each other, because we influence each other, and we are here for a purpose. And I want them to think about their purpose in life.
0: Beautiful message, Steve, and start our conversation. So you were born into a government that controlled. Everything. Ceausescu and his wife ruled the country as if it was their own private, I don't know, estate. The people were subject to him. Everything was controlled by him. And it was a totalitarian state. You didn't like that. You stood up against that. You became an attorney. What bothered you that you, that, why don't you conform? Why don't you just be like everyone else?
1: Um that's a great question. There are two things that I want to share with uh, your audience. Is uh, when you read my book, you will find out uh, about my childhood that was like a, many people say Cinderella. Uh, a kind of childhood, and it was very hard. But I want you to to think, as you progress in the book, that that childhood prepared me for who God wanted me to to be. Uh, and I was different. I had red hair. I had white uh, skin and freckles and everything. And that in itself prepared me to be different in life and never to be confirmed.
0: Well, let me never. just say, Virginia, that, that's a big thing in Romania to red hair, freckles, it was considered bad things if you had a redhead.
1: Yes, exactly. We had just one family in, in, uh, in uh, that small town at the Black Sea where I grew up. And in that family, only the man had red hair and he was Jewish. It was so unusual. The strangers coming to visit uh, my town will come and take pictures of me. And that gave me the confidence that I'm okay to be different. And then later on, I was okay to be different and take the government to court.
0: Okay. So wait, wait, before, about- be, before you take the government to court, let me back up. We didn't, not everyone read your great book, although other, I hope they do. So let, let me just set the stage here for you. You decide that you want to become an attorney in Romania, in Ceausescu's <laughs> world. And not just a regular attorney to do legal stuff but what type of attorney
1: human rights and defend christians
0: okay so if you want to pick the worst path for career success in a communist country become an attorney become an attorney that defends people who believe in god so you picked a you you picked a wise career path so that was going to get you real yes. far right <laughs> okay yes that
1: is that is so true but as everyone will read the book, they will understand. Then, when God puts on your heart, and as, well, as I, I was six years old and later, God put on my heart to uh, understand where to find the truth and how to find the truth and so forth. And I went to law school. Later on, He brought to my life as I started to, um, be, to become a, a lawyer and uh, work as a lawyer, he brought into my life a client that had problems with the government, and I helped him. At that time, I had no idea anything about this client, but I, many times I consider him crazy because in a land of uh, hopelessness, he was full of hope. In a land of joyless, he was full of joy. But I was always busy with clients coming back and forth, and I never had the opportunity to so-called fix him until uh, a time where I went to, um, you know, work as an attorney with the confidence that after I graduated from law school, I'm going to find the truth and I'm going to speak up for my clients. Well, one day I came to my office and I was very discouraged. I'm not a quitter by my nature, but that day I was close to just to give up. Right. I remember telling, right. telling my, uh, my uh, um assistant that I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. Why? I told her that I tried to find the truth and there is no way I can find the truth. She looked up at me like, where have you been? Where do you live? Come back to reality. And she gave me three files and she said, um, there are three clients that will come to see you and one it's in your office. And she gave me the files I took the files and I walked into my office and I noticed the client that was there. There was a client that I used to believe that he was, he was crazy. So as I walked to my, my uh, um, office, to my desk, and I stood at my desk thinking, where is the truth? Why I cannot find the truth? I found myself looking at him and saying, I wish I had in my life what you had. And he stopped from what he was talking, you know, and saying new things about his case. And he said, do you go to church? And I remember looking back at him and thinking in my mind, I'm so sorry I asked the question. I knew you were crazy. I don't know why I asked the question. But he wrote something on a piece of paper and gave it to me. And he said, would you come to our church next Sunday? And again, I heard myself saying yes. I mean, it's the craziest thing that a lawyer in socialist can say. The, the dictator just declared himself God, required all of us to worship him. And I had no idea what his church was worshiping. But I'm saying yes, I'll, I'll come to your church. I was that determined to find the
0: truth. Well, let me ask you something, Virginia. In, in, in Romania... There, was, there wasn't religious tolerance, correct?
1: No, it wasn't religious tolerance, but let me explain to you. Um, President Ronald Reagan gave Romania and dictator Ceausescu the most favored national status attached. The most favored status had a lot of economical benefits mm-hmm. for Romania. Dictator used them for himself. But attached to that uh, uh, most favored national status was the respect of human rights and and uh, freedom of religion in Romania. But socialism work on lying. Dictator Ceausescu never publicized that part of the the t- thread with, with America.
0: But with but in Romania prior to. 1980 and Ronald Reagan, were there churches and synagogues in Romania or was it just a show, one or two, to show that they had some religious tolerance and it was all a joke? They
1: were, they were show, show kind of churches that um, people from another country would be able to come and say, oh, yes, they have open churches, but our open churches were uh, full with some resilient Christians and a lot of spies from mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. government. Right. So they this, will
1: report
0: everything. Yeah. Right, right. So to to go into it, I just wanted to get our, our viewers and, and, and listeners to understand that these were, as everything was in the communist world, it was all for show. It was all for public appearance. Anyone who went was either a spy, spying on someone, could be used against you, and there were very few people there who took the risk to being thrown in jail, losing their jobs. I just have some experience that when I went to the Soviet Union and we went to a synagogue and they said, no one's going to talk to you because you're an American, you're out out of the, most of these people here are KGB spies anyway. So uh, it's just fascinating how even they start to put on shows to make the world believe and even the people believe that there's something. But you, and by the way, I just want to point this out because I think it's so important. You are yeah. a shade under five feet tall, because this is going to be very important yeah. to the story. And I think you're five feet in heels, as your kids told you, right? <laughs> okay. Yes.
1: Well, my gr- I, I, have to, I have to say just um, that uh, as my client told me and invited me, to church the next sunday i went to church with his uh, with my my children and his family waited for us in front of the church mm. so we went inside and i heard uh, in, inside of his church the gospel and that day i accepted christ mm-hmm. and that day a lot of uh, i understood also that day that god gave me The desire to find the truth in order to go to law school, that at law school, I was looking at wrong places in law books, that the truth is Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. God himself, Mm -hmm. and I accepted him. And after that, I understood that that was my mission. Right. I don't I didn't have to look for clients because nobody in Romania at that time would take those those uh, Christians to defend them.
0: So so you know? and and the Bible was an outlawed book in Romania that was a book that you can really yes. have.
1: Yes, it was an an outlaw book but again socialists and communist works on lies is when Ronald Reagan gave the most favored national status to Romania, attached with respecting the human rights and religious rights, it was in that treaty that missionaries from America or other countries can come to Romania, can be in the church, and they can provide Bibles for churches, and that was the reason why people in Romania have here and there some Bibles. But nobody knew this. By the grace of God, I found out those documents, and I defended uh, Christians and people that were put in jail for having a Bible. So Wait showing-
0: a what, second. So if I lived in Romania at the time, and I owned a Bible, what's my punishment? What, what's my, what, what law am I breaking?
1: They, they will say that there is a law and nobody will say uh, what the law will be. Because remember, no lawyer will take uh, your, your case to defend. So you will be by yourself. You will know uh, any law, anything. And they will say, because your Bible was printed in America. So you are a spy for America. Explain to us how you got the Bible. Even though, according to that treaty, you have the right, but you can imagine when I show them the treaty, when I explain it to the judge, the judge had to give me the right and uh, to put my clients, f- make them free, because of the treaty and the documents. Well,
0: what what they, was it? What was the penalty for possessing a Bible?
1: Oh, for- 10 years in jail or more or something. Some people disappeared. Some people were killed. I mean, there was not, um, whatever the government wanted to do with you, they will do it.
0: Why Why was the Bible such a a threat to Ceausescu and socialism and the Romanian, Romanian political hierarchy? What, what did this book have that they were so fearful of?
1: The Bible and you and me as a Christian will be a threat, not only in Romania, but for any socialist or communist government, because we remain loyal to Christ. Christ is and God is the one giving us freedom, not the government. And for that reason, they consider us traitors they want to, us to betray Christ, and when we don't, they put us in jail. They kill us. They will cripple us or whatever. Okay. The it. socialist and communist government, it's a, it's a government that consider or say that gives you freedom. Every government who gives you freedom takes your liberties away.
0: Just for the record, just for the record, you and I, yeah, I'd be I'd be prosecuted because I'm Jewish, not Christian. So we'd both be in the same boat for different reasons, but we'd both be there because we both believe in the Bible. So so clients would find you because you were defending them against the government that was putting people in jail for up to ten years for possessing a Bible. So Christians would find you specifically because they knew that you were the one that they had a fighting chance in court. But weren't the courts, kangaroo courts, basically whatever the government wanted they did or they there was actually a rule of law that they followed? You were able to argue cases and win?
1: Yes, I was uh, able to argue cases uh, and win. Um, one thing that I want to emphasize is this. When God gives you a mission, He never gave me a blueprint, but he gave me guidance and all the needs for the next step. So I want to tell you that when clients came to me and asked me to defend them as a lawyer, what do you do? Start to look and see if if there is a law that protects them. And I went and, you know, to law school, library, and all kinds of things. And I, I searched for it. at that time I was I was a Christian so I prayed a lot and I said Lord if you want me to defend them help me to find it when one day I found a book in a very specific area where there would be like rare books or something like this and that book was open there I I opened it I found it and I heard the Lord saying I found the law that protects protecting Uh, Christians, and God asked me to make copies of this, and I did. It wasn't a mistake that I found that book. Somebody forgot that book there, forgot to put it inside and lock the door because it was locked before. But this is how God works, provides every single thing. When, When I defended for the first time clients having a Bible, and I started to talk about the law. The judge looked at me like you are crazy. What are you talking about? Well, I went to my uh, my desk and I pick up the, the copies and I gave it to lawyer to a judge and, and to the prosecutor. They turn red. I, at that time, I had no idea why they turned red and everything. And they said that they have to take a recess and everything. And oh, wait,
0: wait, Virginia, yeah. one second. Before this, no lawyer ever defended clients because they were totally, they had no idea about this law?
1: Yes. Uh-huh. You were the or first. To,
0: they, f- yeah, I, yes.
1: I, or if they will try to, find, to to do it, they will be put in jail before they will be in the courtroom. So I also want to tell you, I am alive by the grace of God. I am not a hero in everything that you see in my life. You see God's protection, God's direction. And I want people to be encouraged because if you are 100% for God and if you want to do what he's asking you to do, he will protect you. He will take you to victory. Okay. Let me tell you one what they what what they were saying that they have to take a recess and everything. I was just fine with them. I find out that uh, you know in few hours that I won the case and everything, and I was very happy. Well, later at home when I put my kids to sleep in Romania, we have two radio station, American radio station that will penetrate to Romania, but they were in Germany, Free Europe. Right. Right. Voice of right. America. Right. And we were told not to listen because listen to them, we would know what was outside of the Berlin Wall. And So I listened to Voice of America and all of a sudden I realized that I was the news. I became the news. And they was telling, well, you know, what I did and how I gave copies and everything and how I won the case. And on one hand, it was good. I was happy that the entire world knew about what I was doing. But I knew that the secret police, the security of the government could come anytime in my home and arrest me or kill me immediately, thinking that I am a spy of America.
0: So, so, what, so win, win, winning that case put a target on your back.
1: Yes, yes. But what I found later on was there was when I was in the courtroom giving those copies and arguing my case and everything behind me, unknown to me, there were representatives from all the Western civilization, taking notes about what I was doing and telling everybody, look, there is a woman here, uh, 25, 26 years old, under five feet tall, 82 pounds, and she is taking the the, the government to court and winning because of those laws that she's using do you see how God protected me? How God provided? Bel- I didn't know at that time. But let
0: me ask you something. Did what made them those the Western uh, the Western observers? What made them come to the court that day? Was this the first time a case to defend the Bible and to ven- defend Romanian citizens against incarceration ever happened?
1: Um, I American embassy started to be very involved with my uh my uh, my cases, and they found out. They were the first one to find out that I filed a case and so forth, and uh, they they started to, to follow me, and through the American uh, embassy, the other, the other embassies. But later on, congressmen like Frank Wolf and Christopher Smith, Secretary of State, will come to Romania, and before they will go and talk with the dictator they will come and talk with me so you can imagine that the dictator was not very happy at one point it was my protection for my life but in the same time it was the dictator took all the revenge possible i was arrested tortured placed under house arrest wait, wait, wait.
0: Stop, stop 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 a second stop it you're how old 25 years old
1: yes because okay. when we In Romania, uh, at that time, we will finish 12th grade and we will be allowed to go to graduate school. We didn't have a college. So I was 25 years old by the time I graduated from from law school.
0: So you're you're 25 years old, you have two little children, you're taking on a police state where they put people away for 10 years in jail. You're the only attorney that ever comes up with this defense based on their laws, based on something you got, and there's a whole group of Western correspondents in the room, and you're the front page news in Romania, especially no, with No,
1: not in Romania, in the outside, world? Of outside Romania. Of Romania. Outside of Romania. Okay. I it, had no even idea that they were behind me.
0: Well, forget about that. That goes without saying. But now, though you get the worst publicity in the world, is the secret police now have your name and number. And you didn't make them look good today. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that's the stage I want to set. Now, let's jump to the next part because you just said, rattled it off like it was, oh, by the way, it was a walk in the park. They arrest you? You're, who watches your kids? They just take you in the middle. What do they do? They come to your no, office? The, um,
1: uh, the socialist and communist government does not work on the truth, but lies. The arrest was always for hours. I was beaten. I was full of blood. Wait, wait. Why,
0: why did they arrest you? Why did they arrest you? What was, what was they your crime? They
1: never called me. The only thing that they said was this. When we allowed you to be in law school and to be one of the 100 students in law school, um, we consider that you will... Be loyal to the government who gave you the chance to be in in uh, in law to be school a lawyer, yeah. uh, to be a lawyer and defend the government against uh, uh, those dissidents, not the other way around.
0: So you you uh, you, you double cross them. They 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 said, look, we're the state, we know best, we're taking care of you. That's what socialism tells you. The state will take care of you. You go around and you stick your finger in their eye and you embarrass them throughout the world. That's the way they saw it. Yes. And you have to pay the price. So they arrest mm-hmm. you on some trumped-up charge, apparently, right? They take this 25, 26-year-old mother with two children and they torture you? Yes. What mm-hmm. does torture mean? Explain that to me. I don't. Does that mean they didn't give you dinner? What does torture mean?
1: Oh, it's everything that you see in in the movie and more than, than that, absolutely. But what they never expected me is that under interrogation and torture, and I have to say that I never expected myself, but God knew and knows always what he was doing. Under those circumstances, God helped me to understand, express, and apply what loving your enemies means and look like
0: okay hang on on one second hang on one second one second just slow down because my mind cannot capture all you're throwing at me now it's too much they're interrogating you and torturing you to confess to what
1: To confess that um, I was just crazy and everything that I said in the cases are not good, that I'm not mentally correct or something like this. I said, no, I don't want to sign those papers.
0: So they basically want to make you a crazy person. This is a one-off event and discredit everything you have done so you cannot embarrass them in the future.
1: That's correct.
0: Now, they're torturing you, and I don't want to even get into the the terrible torture they probably did to you. Are you thinking of your two, two daughters at this point that you might not come home? And yes. you know what? Maybe it's just so much easier. Let me just sign whatever stupid papers they want. I know who I am inside. Let me go home and see my kids and hug them.
1: Um, as a Christian, then and now, my principle is I don't want to live without Christ. One second.
0: Okay, stop one second. Uh-huh. As a mother, as a mother of two children, two yes. children that would grow up alone. You're 25, 26 yes. years old. You're 82 pounds. I don't know how much torture you could, you could absorb. As a mother, you know, let me just know. sign this stupid piece of paper, tell them what they want, and let me go home. <laughs>
1: This piece of paper means that I betray my Lord. He gave me this mission. It was not mine. It was not my idea. And he said in the Bible that he will never leave us or forsake us. I knew that he was there. He told me, uh, told everyone in the Bible that there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Proverbs twenty-one thirty. And I believe in that. It was hard. So, 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 up- so that
0: gave you strength when you're being tortured. You're not thinking yes. of your not coming home to your two children. In fact, you're thinking the opposite. That I'm not yes. only going to I'm not only going to survive this. I'm going to come out stronger, and God's going to protect me.
1: Yes, and I always believe they have a job to do it. I have a job to do it too.
0: Okay, so.
1: And I- out of that I remember telling them I don't like what you are doing I, I it's painful what you are doing they knew that but I know God loves you and I choose to love you but how, how could
0: have- how, 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 how could God love evil how could God love evil these people are evil why would how could God love evil people
1: God love we all. We all are sinful people.
0: No, no, no. I'm talking sinful. I'm talking evil. These are evil people. How could God love evil people if God is a God of goodness?
1: Because God created us in his image. And those evil people, that's the way God ask me to look at them and see them. Those evil people are doing evil acts because they were captured by the evil one and they are under his tent. And God wanted me to show them love and respect no matter what they were doing so they can see that there is another way of living and allow God in me to take them from from the tent of the evil one to his tent, like he did with me. And I don't know in heaven God will show me, but they were crying and turning their heads because they didn't know what to do with me. They Every single person, no matter how evil they might act towards us or others, They are looking for God. They are looking for love, unconditional love of God. And those people were looking too. And yes, it was and it is a very hard uh, circumstance, but God can use us for His glory to uh, uh, accomplish that. All
0: right. We're not going to debate this with you. I have that. I have a very difficult and almost impossible thing to believe that. Uh, evil people, Uh, God wants us to love them. I can't see anyone loving a Nazi or people that put my grandparents' family in concentration camps and crematoriums that these people are to be loved, but let's put that aside. You now escape with your life. You're telling me your captors and your torturers now are moved by your heroic actions. I know you don't want to use that word, but I will. Your heroic actions. You now come out of being incarcerated and being tortured. And now what?
1: I go to 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 court and I do the same kind of things and everything that um, I was supposed to do. You don't um, stop.
0: You don't stop one second.
1: No, because it's not your energy and it's not your cleverness, it's the power of Christ in you. And that is what moved me, what what uh, motivated me to do. and that's that's what I, I was I have done.
0: Okay, so now Ceausescu is not happy with this 82 pound dynamo who does not know what defeat is and does not know what giving up is and who he cannot break. So he sends an assassin to kill you. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> the way you answer yes. Like, I asked you a question like, what did you do Wednesday? I went to the walk in the park. Of course. So he sends an assassin to kill you. And this assassin is, if I remember the book, six foot ten, pretty tall guy. Comes into your office, your assistant leaves for the night. You're sitting in your chair, 82 pound Virginia, with six foot 10 Mr. Assassin, and he says, What?
1: I'm not your client. I'm here to, to kill you. And he points his gun at me and he starts screaming and saying in details who sent him. The dictator and what the dictator
0: told him so you uh, you want Ceaușescu's private list of people that his to-do list people yes. to be killed today oh Virginia Prodan and he sends <laughs> an assassin to kill you you post yeah. you pose such a threat to the Romanian government and to his yes. rule because you're embarrassing the government by defending Christians and defending the Bible in a place where it shouldn't exist. And congressmen from the United, and congressmen from the United States are coming, and from what I remember, are visiting you before they visit him, Chichesco. So you're a pretty big shot. Well,
1: he explained it to me why. He explained it to me that President Ronald Reagan decided, because he, the dictator does not stop to do this, uh, and respect the, tr- the treaty, he, the, President Ronald Reagan wants to take the most favored national status. And they believe that I was the reason.
0: So, you were the, so- reason, you were the reason to cost him billions of dollars of economic aid and benefits because this little lady is defending people in court and winning.
1: Yes, that's what he said, and that's what he he was screaming, and he was just giving me every details because I really believe that he believed, as I believe at that time, that that was the end of my life.
0: So at, at that point, uh, Virginia, I—I you know it must be painful to even remember that day. Or maybe not, for you, you're a superwoman anyway. Uh, y- are you thinking that I'm never going to see my two kids again?
1: Yes as he was screaming, I was looking at the picture of my kids and that was the feeling that this is uh, the end. I will never see my kids again and I remember my my knees were shaking, my stomach was making noise and I heard my heart in my ears. Um, it was so much noise inside of me. I was, I believe shaking. My body was shaking and he was screaming so it was uh, you know, noise outside But in all those noise around me, inside of me, I heard the Lord. I sense the Lord saying, share the gospel.
0: Okay. So now, my heart's pounding just listening to the story 20 years later. So anyway, you're sitting there. He has the gun in your face. He could pull that trigger any moment, and you're done. You hear a voice tell you, share the gospel. So what do you do?
1: I, I listen. I learn Not to question God. He has a reason. and Because in Romania, we didn't have Bibles. Or when when we have the Bibles, we will memorize Bible verses. It was very easy for me to say it. So I approached him saying, I understand you have a job to do it. Um, I would love to share with you some things before you do your job. Would you allow me to do it? And he noted And I started to to recite the Bible. And as he put the gun down on the table and he listened to me, and as I recited the Bible, his shoulders went down and he started to melt under God's word, word by word from the Bible. And I was mesmerized. I never had seen something like this in my life. And as I watch him, I'm thinking, when I finish, he's going to kill me. And I forgot my words. So I started to paraphrase. But maybe only two or three sentences, because as I started to say my own words, he came back to the big man statue, I'm here to kill you. I pray like never in my life. And the good Lord brought the Bible, the gospel, back to me, and I, I shared the gospel with him, and He accepted Christ.
0: How long is this going on? Give me, give me the time spent, from him sitting down with the gun in your face to you starting to speak the gospel. How long before he says, "You got me." Ten minutes, a half hour, one hour. How long is a period of time?
1: Ah. Uh, I, I don't think they were, it was more than half an hour. I don't I so don't think
0: a half an hour. You are your life is threatened. You spin this around in a few minutes. Where he puts the gun down and says, "I'm with you."
1: Yeah, he, uh, several times when I talk with him that we all are sinners and we turn from God, that we need salvation and everything, he will know and everything. And at the end, uh, he answered more, he, he listened more and more. I asked him if he wants to accept Christ as his Savior, and he said yes, and I pray with him. And he promised me that he will uh, he will come to church. He will come to church and act like a secret, secret uh, police, but he will be my
0: brother. Aren't you concerned that tomorrow they're going to send another assassin to kill you?
1: I stood on that chair, I don't know for how long, after he left. I couldn't believe what happened. And I couldn't think about something worse than that happened. I just rejoice that one of those ferocious people in the interrogation room hitting and, you know, making me full of blood. I was able to see one of them walking from the tent of the evil one. To Christ, and that was such a joy. Uh, I, I remember sitting there and and just thinking that, trying to figure out, it happened. It really happened, <laughs> you know. Well,
0: um, oh, so but that's
1: that's how God works.
0: Okay. Now the story goes where, the story of your life continues on where not everything's. Not everything's sunshine and rainbows. You're thrown out of Romania, 1988, I believe, or was that? Yes. 1988. You're thrown out of Romania, your birthplace, where your family was born, and your grandparents and all your friends kicked out with your two children. Your two children. You're pregnant at the time. You Mm -hmm. have no money. You leave. I didn't know one word in English. One word in English. You know nothing. You pregnant. Two children and your husband and you land where?
1: In Dallas, Texas.
0: How the in heck Dallas- do you get to Dallas, Texas?
1: Well, that's a story in the book. It's, uh, again, I pray for, that's the way my, my God, work, my my life works. I don't do anything or I don't make decisions in my life without God. So God sent me here. Okay. But here I am, uh, um no English, no friends, no money, arriving in Dallas, Dallas, Texas. And shortly after, after that, after we arrived in, in uh, Dallas, Texas, something else happened. My husband left us, and I found myself a single mom with three kids now, no English, no money, living in a foreign country.
0: And you're all yes. alone here. You're all alone here raising three children with no husband and no income. Yes. and uh, Do you know English at this time?
1: No, no English. No yeah, English. My, my my kids, my kids knew more English than I knew because they will go to public school. But I learned English. I went, uh, I, I started to work. I uh, went back to law school. Wait, wait what, were, what were you
0: doing? What kind of job are you getting with three little kids at home?
1: Every single job that was possible, every single job and I did jobs when they were at school and a job is something that you do. Who you are in Christ is your identity.
0: But what did you do? Give me an example. What did you do to put food oh, on your table?
1: Let, let me the first job that I did was to go to my church and ask my church if they want to hire me as, uh, as a worker at, in daycare so I can be with my son, And I can also work and have some money. Later on, when I went to law school, I was an assistant to my professors. So I took three kids to three places, you know, school and daycare. I went to law school. I worked for my my professors and I came home to pick them up and I did more work. That's that's how I rebuild my life.
0: Okay, so not only that, you become an American citizen, naturalized citizen. Your daughter, your two daughters, and your son become citizens. You graduate SMU, I believe?
1: SMU Law School. And I, I raised three t- children. The wait, wait, first before you tell me I you graduated- about
0: raising them, I would love to, let's talk more about you, because you are just amazing. You graduate SMU with what degree? What degrees? Do you
1: I graduated mean? in three years. What normal people will graduate in four years? Well, you're not normal,
0: with, so that goes without saying. I, if you told me you did it in a week and a half, I'd believe you. So, in, I, in,
1: I graduated with a juris doctor and masters of laws. Yes, two okay. degrees.
0: So you, you come to this country with nothing, two children, three children. Husband leaves you. You start. You build. You go to school. You learn English. You become a lawyer. You then go in, you start practicing?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And the practice you do is what? What practice?
1: federal, federal, it's my own law firm. And I do you federal start, law. Wait, you start yes. your own,
0: you, ask, you start your own law firm?
1: Yes, I start in my own law firm. And I do um, uh, freedom of religion and, uh, and immigration and all the federal. And yeah.
0: Okay. And so in the same... What do you do in your spare time? But that was a joke. So anyway, then you raise three children, and your three children are just—they're the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Your daughter also graduates SMU. Yes. Your other daughter is—I uh, think she doesn't go to SMU. She goes to Ivy League, right? She's Harvard Law.
1: Harvard Law, yes.
0: Okay. And your son's a pilot in the U.S. Air Force.
1: Yes graduated from United States
0: Air Force Academy yes
1: okay. so you're, and it, all of them are walking with the Lord
0: okay yes. that goes without saying with a mom like you, how could you not just walking with you is honor enough but they got the Lord also <laughs> boy oh boy, they're having a fun day so your three children your your your, your son I, I believe you told me was a, a helicopter uh, rescue pilot yes
1: yes okay so, rescue you don't,
0: helicopter. so 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 I want to wrap this up. Uh, Virginia and I just want to tell you folks if you didn't read this book yet go get it go to uh, and I believe you sign these on your site Maybe that's uh, yes, a that web they address can,
1: they, can, they can go to virginiaprodanbooks.com slash contact and if they want to buy books from my website they can buy it from there and I can sign the, uh, the book
0: amazing so you have led a life which I, I can't even think of an adjective to what it is miraculous, heroic, courageous, put them all together and I still does I don't think it measures. Could you please share with people who were listening when you hear people in this country talk about socialism, talk about forms of government other than democracy and capitalism as a form of, of economic, uh, um, uh, uh, forms of an economy and how America is not a great country and there is social inequalities. What do you say to that?
1: I have been watching America and American people from overseas for many years in Romania. And I have been the one that many. Um, Missionaries and uh, congressmen and senators and uh, secretary of state will come to me and hug me when I was in Romania and under pressure and whisper in my ears, "Go on, we are for you. Go on and do what you're doing. It's amazing." And I also watch you from here, you know, as an American citizen and growing with you, as 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 Americans. I want to say American people are the most generous people in the whole world um, we as American Americans because I'm an American citizen we brought freedom and Christ to people all over the world. It's time for us to bring freedom and Christ back to America and this is the reason why we are here. I hope that listening to my my story reading my book you will be motivated to understand that there is a very good reason for you to be now and during this time here in america so you can trust god and you can let him work in your life god work in my life and change romania from a socialist country to a democratic country. God can use each one of us wherever we are and be a tool in his hands to change America and fight against the desire and the lies about socialists. Because America and capitalist America offer freedom and opportunities to everyone. America offer me opportunities to rebuild my life, socialists will take the freedom away from you. And if you really want to know and understand how socialism works and also how God can work in your life, I really advise you to take the book reading because you will understand. I take the the reader by my hands and they walk with me in socialism. And I also hope that you will share the book or buy another book for someone else to understand that. We are at a tipping point in America and we have to fight, fight for freedom. Otherwise, I, I have to tell you, socialism was in Romania for 53 years. 75 years in Russia and look in China and other countries. Socialists, when when establishes, will remain in position for a very long time. So I just want you to encourage and to understand that your life is precious, that God can do in your life what you think is impossible. If you look at everything that I said to you, you might say, or maybe said several times, impossible, impossible. God made it possible because that 's how God works, and he will make it possible make it possible in your life too. He's just waiting for us to let him work in our lives, and your life will never be the same, and America will never be the same.
0: The book is Saving My Assassin by Virginia Prodan. Virginia, I couldn't say it any better. It's an it was is truly an honor and a privilege to have you today on the show and I want to thank you so much and wish you only the best you and your family for many years to come. Thank you so much, Virginia.
1: Thank you so much. It's an honor and privilege to be here with you, Charles, and I believe it's an honor and privilege to be with each one of you that you are listening because I am in front of you encouraging you to say Take the assignment that God is giving you. Hear from him because he will change you and will change America forever.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Virginia. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Charles Mizrahi Show. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you've been listening for a while, we're glad to have you back. Either way. We'd love to know what you think of the show. Please leave a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Reviews make it easier for others to find the show. You can also see the video of the interview on the Charles Mizrahi Show channel on YouTube.